if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Alonzo. Today, my guest is the beautiful Nina Kay. I met Nina uh, a couple years, what was it? Uh, we met a in year. Um, Just a, year. a year. Okay, a year ago at one of the Exoticas. And I started following her on social media and I saw her love and passion for animals. And I asked her, hey, can you come on and uh, let's do an episode about animals? So, Nina, please introduce yourself. Um, let people know who you are. And uh, then we're going to go into the uh, animal situation that I've seen and the dogs that I'm constantly DM. I'm not, by the way, guys, I'm constantly DMing her because she has a German shepherd. We're about to go well into that right now but uh, to me she's very fascinating I love animals and she does too so it, please introduce yourself to my audience tell everybody who you are when you started and uh, what you're about and then we're going to go from there well my name is Nina Kay um, I've been in the adult industry pretty much my whole adult life um, all different avenues of it um, I'm I've been doing mostly my own thing my own content um, but I've done mainstream as well but I've always been a very like well-rounded person. I have a lot of hobbies and different interests. Um, so it's like, I'm one of those people when you ask like, Hey, what's new? I can't even tell you because everything is new. There's a lot of stuff is new. A lot is going on. Um, so I've actually, I've always been an animal lover. I mean, I know most people are, but for me, it was always like, I distinctly remember being a small, small child and just absolutely never killing bugs, um, just loving animals, bringing random animals home, just being obsessed. Um, at nine or 10, I trained the family cat because we didn't have a dog. So I trained the family cat to sit, uh, come and wave by. You trained um, a cat to, to wave by? I was nine years old. I think I had a training book. You know, I don't think you internet was like not a thing really mm -hmm. um so I remember having like I had a cat book of just different breeds of cats and um and then I like I had got a training book I don't remember the training book as much as I remember this cat book but I trained the cat because I'm like I think I can do it you know I read somewhere like you can train a cat so I did it I trained the cat she knew like three things Tiffany and then um when we moved from Canada to Florida we finally got my first dog. Um, I was 13. We got a Shiba Inu named Teddy. 
And I trained him. He knew Serbian, English, and hand signs um, all by myself. And it's really incredible because Shiba Inus are extremely primitive breeds. They're mm-hmm. extremely stubborn and they are not biddable, which means they're not easily trained. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I, I, I've always been drawn to it. The last few years I've been doing the exotics, like you mentioned, I ended up with a pair of ringtail lemurs. Um, I had posted an update about that. Um, my female, the female that was paralyzed, I had to euthanize her just over a year ago. Um, oh. Yeah, her injuries were just, it was like extreme. So she had a good quality of life, but I couldn't take care of her any, anymore because she was attacking me. <laughs> so like, I had no quality of life. Right. Um, so then the male, um, almost a year ago now, a few months ago, I donated to a rescue um, that my friend actually runs. And so she had a single female. And so he's there. He's not by himself. He's like a full lemur now. Um, I had trained him as well. I trained him to um, come on my shoulder, to go to a specific place um, and to stand. And while I was at another exotic sanctuary volunteering, there was a pig there that I trained just for fun. It's always just been a fun thing for me. Uh-huh. Um, and you trained a pig? Yeah, they're incredibly smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're the animal closest to the human being. Somewhat like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're the closest. They have a really high IQ and they process information similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're incredibly intelligent. Um, so, yeah, I trained them just for fun, you know, because he would be like, when you're bringing their food, he's like constantly trying to like bulldoze me and charge me. So I'm like, sit, sit. <laughs> so he learned to sit. Um, Wonder was his name. So yeah. So I, and then, you know, I got the dogs and we're going to get into that. Wow. So how did you first, what, what, where did you, how did you first find out about the lemurs, like to adopt them or how did that come about? So my mom actually started dating a guy that's an exotics breeder or well used to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. And his uh, lemurs had the twins. Um, and my mom kind of like talked me into it, like taking the boy. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, as long as you guys help me out, cause I have to travel, you know, I'm working. Right. And they're like, yeah, 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 sure. Um, a few weeks later, I found out that his sister was attacked by a dog, their dog, his Aww. dog actually, mm-hmm. and was paralyzed and they weren't really taking care of her. They were busy moving. So I took her just to like help take care of her. But I mean, she just did amazing with me. So I kept her um, and was saying that they should not be pets. <laughs> Awful. I mean, they're primates. Like it's, it's, it's a whole lifestyle change. It's not just like a pet, you know, like a cat, it can hang out or a dog. Like this is a lifestyle and primates as pets is just horrendous. Like they do a lot of them need rescue. Sure. But I mean, Mm -hmm. in in case like something happens, there's very few people that can take care of them. Like they're aggressive. They, they, they turn on everybody because it's such an unnatural environment for them. Mm -hmm. So with them, um, if people do want to, you know, rescue some, as long as they have a ton of money for big, huge, appropriate enclosures, not cages. And as long as you're okay with never interacting with them, I say, go for it. But, um, it's a ton of research. They don't do well by themselves. They should always be in at least pairs. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's very, it's, it's horrible. So I do not support it. Um, which is why as soon as Jenny passed, um, I had to euthanize her 
I was looking for somewhere to place Gucci, the boy, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, what am I going to do? He's going to just sit in my house by himself forever. Like they live to be 25, 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's how I ended up with them. And then I found a sanctuary and within like a month, they just gave me the, like all the cages are locked and then there's Uh two different codes, right? There's like the friendlies and the aggressives. And within a month I had like all the aggressive codes. Um, I was the only one that wasn't scared to like go in there and like you lock them out. There's usually two areas. You put them in a different area, you clean their cage. Mm -hmm. Um, And within like three months, I was handling over a hundred animals, taking care of them on nine acres by myself. Wow. Most Most shifts had four to five people. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I was there for a year and a half. I got a lot of great experience, birds and all kinds of animals. <laughs> so that was cool. So that being said for the listeners, it's not really good when people are looking, because the big thing are people like, Oh, rescue, adopt, or get an emotional support. The, the traditional tr- uh, support should be a cat or a small dog and not a, and then we're going to go into the breeds of dogs because different yes. Yeah. Um, well, with the emotional support, um, one thing that's important to know is that any of those online registries are fake. That's not a real thing. Okay. Um, and I think people like landlords are, start- that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I think landlords are starting to catch up. Like there's no such thing as any sort of service dog or emotional support animal registry. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as emotional, I'm not, I know more about service uh, animals than emotional support, but I do know that emotional support animals do not have the same legal rights as service animals. Now for service animals, it can only be a miniature horse or a dog. Oh, okay. Oh, for service animal, only a miniature horse or a dog. Yep. So that's the only two. um, Mm -hmm. And those are covered by the ADA, um, the Americans with Disabilities Act. So again, I don't have service dogs. I follow um, a lot of service dogs and handlers, which is why I'm trying to get edu- become educated on the topic. But emotional support animals, it's, I think, I mean, it, it's not really a thing. If you can, right. I think you can get a letter from your doctor maybe. And honestly, I think it's great. Like if you're renting and you have one of those quote unquote aggressive breeds, um, getting to keep it, but it's not, um, it's not, they're, they're not the same. So as far as the emotional support, I don't know what the legalities are around that. Like what can be considered an emotional support? What would be a great breed for the service animals? Um, so there's just so many, I honestly, I feel like for the service animals, I see a lot of golden retrievers, Mm -hmm. um, poodles, uh, giant schnauzers, um, those are great dogs just because they're biddable. They're you can, when I say biddable, I mean easily trained. Um, right. They tend to be calm, um, and they're large. So if a person needs help with mobility, the dog can give them some forward momentum or stability to get up if they fall, things like that. But I mean, there's people with all kinds of service animals. I mean, you have tiny Chihuahuas that are trained to sniff out a migraine before you get the mm-hmm. several hours before you get the migraine. So there's really no one way of saying like, this is the best breed right, right. for service work. You have to really look into what you need the animal for. Right. Um, what is it? Is it physical mostly? Is it, you know, they can sense heart rate. Um, like I said, the migraines, uh, diabetes, like blood sugar spikes. So 
just kind of think about that and do a ton of research. But, you know, poodles in- extremely intelligent. Yeah, poodles um, are very smart breed. Yes. So they're considered like the second or third smartest breed of all. Oh, wow. who was the smartest breed? Border Collies. Border Collies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like Border Collies are up here and then like uh-huh. everything else is down here. I mean, it's not even close. They're these are like the smartest dogs. They're like, they're similar to children, the way they process information. They're so intelligent. It's, it's really interesting once we start talking about the breeds, yeah. um, because it's like, they're all dogs, they're canines, but yeah. some, there's certain breeds that like, I don't even consider a dog. It's not, it's just different. It's a different animal on its own in my eyes. So yeah, but border collies are, I always wanted one, one day they're mm-hmm incredibly smart, um, very healthy. They're just great. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have a German shepherd, as you know, cause that's where we have related. And I actually had somebody abandon the German shepherd. Now he gets, he's a very beautiful dog, but like you were the one that told me, um, don't take him to the dog park. Cause it's not, that's where I want to touch on. Um, those German shepherds are not a dog. Um, I feel like he's always trying to protect me as, you know, me as a female all the time with German shepherds, but he's not so, uh, he's a different at home. He's the best behaved. He does have friends, but, uh, it's, you were right. You were certainly right when you told me don't take him to the dog park. And, and you were, you also, uh, Educate us more about the dog parts with different breeds, um, what you know, because you did share something very valuable with me on the dog parks, because I always thought it was okay. I took, when I had a chihuahua, my, my chihuahua that passed, I used to take him when he was young, and he was very social, and I think it was more social for me talking to people every day. Yes, so that's, so let's start there. First of all, when we talk about socialization, or especially with young puppies, it's not really socialization. I feel like it should be called neutralization. The Mm -hmm. whole point of socialization is to get the dog to be able to ignore everything around it. Other people, other dogs, cats, squirrels, birds, cars, bikes, scooters, whatever, children. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of it so that they don't even react to it. Um, Another thing that you said, it's for you to hang out. Dogs, when they say they're pack animals, Random dogs are not their pack. That is not their pack at Mm. all. That is a very unnatural behavior for dogs. They don't, I mean, wolves don't go and meet up with other wolves from different packs and hang Mm -hmm. out and run and, you know, it's not, it's very unnatural. So you're their pack. Even if it's one dog, one person in the house, that's a pack of two. So, you know, you go to the dog park and you're forcing these dogs to interact Now, another thing, let's talk about a lot of people have no idea about dog behavior. They know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. I've seen several dog fights where the people who think, uh, people think a certain dog is in the wrong that started it. That dog was not in the wrong. It was the other dog that initiated it. So there's really no control. There's toys everywhere. Um, People bring treats. There's water. Those all become resources. And or a tree, even, you know, yeah. and the dogs want to guard it. That's their it's such a natural behavior to guard your resource. You know, I mean, think right. about it. if someone came into your house to try to take you're going to guard your house. That's your house. It's, it's yeah. 
every, any living being wants to guard what's theirs. So there's just no control. Like you're forcing, I don't think any dogs should go to the dog park. I don't think they should be allowed because it's just, it's, it, there's no, there's no oversight. Another point is you don't know if those dogs are vaccinated or not. They could, there could be a dog in there that has parvo or heartworm and you just have no idea. Um, so it's just so many different things that go into it. Now, German shepherds are the most reactive breed of all time. Dog mm-hmm. reactivity, especially what happens is they're bred for protection, for herding, to control things. Now, when you're breeding these really high drive, high energy dogs, there's bound to be nerve issues. So like your boy, he's wanting to protect you and himself, but his nerves are bad. So he's seeing your, you know, his threshold is low. So he's seeing your neighbor that you want to be friends with and hang out with and talk to as a threat. So like, is that really protecting or is it just bad nerves? You know, he just, everything is a threat. Protection dog is actually a trained dog that you're able to turn on and off, right? Like, okay, hey, I need to be protected or I don't need to be protected. So with German Shepherds, there's actually a study on it where they are probably the most reactive. Um, They're very controlling. They need things a a certain way. Um, The leash is very restrictive for them. So a lot of times they're leash reactive. So I, I don't doggy daycares. I mean, you have kids working in those doggy daycares for 10 bucks an hour mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of dogs together and you don't know what's going to happen, you know? So dogs, I mean, they communicate with body language and with growls and barks and whatnot, but it's like, most of the time they'll just fight. <laughs> you That's know, true. If, if you and I don't get along, it's like, okay, we could fight or we can just argue or we can just walk away. Right. You know, like we're, but we're, a much more advanced species than dogs. Dogs are, right. you know, and what if one does want to walk away and the other one's like, nope. Like my female, the one that's reactive, she wants to determine who's boss in every situation. She she will back down if she feels the other dog is stronger. And and your female, that is Nova or which one? Nova, yeah. Okay, yes, I, that's how much I fought. I fought. <laughs> This is so bad. I follow people now for their dogs. <laughs> I get it. I'm the same way. Yeah. So yeah. Nova, I mean, she's probably to this day, the worst case of reactivity I've ever seen. I mean, there was no amount of anything I could do to, uh-huh. once she started reacting, lunging, barking, screaming, going nuts, there, there was no amount, like I could not get her back. I used to hide in between houses on walks or in between cars. I mean, it was so bad. And that's um, what I was doing with my mango too. Like, and because I'm in New York, there was, I would, there was one time I was living right in uh, Midtown and I had to look out before I leave, go down the elevator, look around, worried. Oh my gosh. There's that, that Husky that the guy's always on the phone. Doesn't pay attention. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I get it. No, German shepherds are, and now that I have two, I'm always so confused. They're, you know, for the longest time, they were the second most popular breed in America, only behind yeah. labs, or was it goldens? I think labs. No, yeah. goldens, one of those. A lot and now of people, a lot of people always tell me, they're like, yeah, I grew up with a German shepherd. A lot of people tell me, but it, it, it German, even though I'm in Brooklyn, I'm in a big apartment. Um, I'm in a 1500 square foot apartment now, not in the city. And there is more places for him to go. It's German shepherds. You need to have a big yard. 
Well, and that's actually one thing that I'm not super big on. I, uh -huh. I mean, I know a lot of people in tiny studio apartments that work and exercise their dogs more oh, than really? people with yards, because it's not just the aimless. They're not just going to go work themselves. They're just going to go hang out in the yard, but like, that's not enrichment, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you go, you want to go out and hang out and you just go to an open field by yourself and you're like, oh, okay. This kind of sucks. However, if you go out and there's things for you to do and you're hanging out with a friend and they're like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Now that becomes enrichment for you because there's things in the yard. I mean, yeah, yards are great, but mm -hmm. German shepherds, I mean, I, no amount of yard. I mean, farms are great for them. You know, obviously they're herding dogs, but again, it's like, are you giving them a job? Do they have, or are they just in the yard? You they know, need a hike. They need, yeah, like one or two walks a day is not enough for a lot of these dogs. Like people oh. are like, oh yeah, we walk. I'm like, these dogs were literally bred to work 12, like they took down like Osama bin Laden and stuff. Like <laughs> they're like, well, two walks in your neighborhood in your backyard are nowhere near enough for your dog. Right. So that's, I mean, that's super important is for people to do a ton. And obviously there's always, you know, an, an exception, but like to do mm -hmm. your research on what you're getting, on what breed you're getting, um, and to really look at whether you're buying or adopting, just really research it and, mm -hmm. you know, be prepared to make, if, if you want a Malinois or a German Shepherd or something else that's really a border collie, like, are you prepared to make lifestyle changes or do you just want a companion right. to, to watch TV? So you have to be mindful of that. Um, and that's, that's why a lot of dogs are in shelters. That's, people that's so true because people like I've, I have currently, I have a three rescue dogs. So I have two chihuahuas. I originally got a chihuahua back a long time ago, like in 2008. And I kept that chihuahua till young. He passed last year and I did my research on the breed and everything. And I knew I got kind of a small dog because I knew, oh, I'm an apartment liver and if I go place to place and I was aware of everything and he had a great life and he did a lot. Um, but I was kind of always cautious about other dogs because of the work, because of a, like I grew up with a, a rot roller and I grew up with a Doberman that my father had, but my father was on top of his dogs. He took very good care of his dogs. Um, but the German shepherd, unfortunately I was living in LA, somebody abandoned him and here I am. I've got a German shepherd now, you know, and uh, he is a lot of work. And you were right about, you were certainly right, changed my perspective about take, not taking him no more because he was a ball stealer. He would steal the balls. Now that you're saying what you said about the, he was constantly, I was catching him stealing the balls and everything. Um, what breed, for people out there that are listening, if somebody is looking to get a breed, and we see these Frenchies right now that are so popular, but have so many health issues, what sort of breed do you recommend for every for anybody to get if they're desiring to have um, a pet and where would be a good proper place? Because also we have the issue of a lot of people are against uh, breeding. And to me, it, it, it's good that we have proper breeding so we don't lose the elimination of the breed also as well, because that's what's, you know, like New York is about. I think, no, no, they outlawed it in New York. They outlawed it in L.A., but they're not going to have animal 
they're doing a whole different law. How do you feel about that as well? So I was always, um, so let's start, let's rewind, go back to the Frenchies. Okay. Um, with the Frenchies, they're not necessarily unhealthy. If you get mm-hmm. a well-bred dog, uh-huh. that means there's generations that are health tested. Mm-hmm. So these are responsible people that are doing health testing. Sure, something can always happen, of course. Right. But I'm pretty sure that really well-bred dog, Frenchie, is probably a lot healthier than some random doodle that you find. So oh, okay. just because it's, you know, the breaky breed but with the short muzzle, it's just be mindful of it. Most of them do end up needing nostril surgery or palate surgery. But if that's what you want, be prepared to do to be on waiting lists, to do a ton of research and to spend a lot of money. Um, sure, you can rescue. I'm all for it. There's so many dogs. I, w- I was really against breeding and purchasing because there's so many in shelters and mm-hmm. You know, I always felt like it was very selfish to buy an animal because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I always felt responsible for the animal. Like, I'm like, I'll make sacrifices so I can save this one animal. Right. And just just be prepared that you don't really know what you're getting. I support fully people that just want pets, right? It's not really going to do any sports. It's just going to hang out, this and that getting like a puppy or a younger dog from a shelter or even if you kind of know what to look for getting an adult or a senior from the shelter or a a rescue Mm -hmm. um you can always ask maybe like an animal trainer or a dog trainer and behaviors to go with you and check out a, a dog and help you pick one out um rescues are actually amazing and they'll tell you they're they're pretty strict I feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping in rescues they're like They'd rather the dog sit in a, in a kennel than give it to somebody that's in an apartment. I hate that. So that's a whole different topic as well. We can talk about, but you know, just, I feel like, you know, you don't need to, a lot of, I feel like a lot of backyard breeders are just able to breed because, you know, people that just want a pet, they're going to go spend 500 bucks on some random dog and then not really know what they're getting. There's no health testing. Now they have $10,000 in medical bills. They could have just got like a little bully mix from the shelter. Well, but some of the rescues over here in New York, I've seen rescues as much as a thousand dollars. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, New York in Florida, like if you're getting a puppy under one, it's like 500 bucks. Oh, okay. But I mean, still, you got to think about it. Spays and neuters, vaccines. Um, they're probably spending more than that. And research the breed too. Research the breed ahead right. of time. I mean, I have my two purebreds from the from the rescue, but honestly, mutts are fine. Like, there's you just want to go for a walk once or twice a day and, and have it watch TV. Like, you really don't need anything too fancy. You can save a life. Um, and again, I fully understand that it doesn't always work out. Like sometimes stuff happens. But like you reached out to me and we talked and you try to take the steps necessary to fix yes. it just drop it off at the pound or something right. um so with the breeding it's such a you know it's, it's very I was always just against it however mm-hmm. when I was trying to get a Malinois for dog sports it was like a night I couldn't even get an application 
from rest. A lot of them, there was a lot of politics involved. A lot of them, I wouldn't even hear back like after I filled it out. Others, most of the malrescues, they didn't want the dogs in protection sports. And I'm like, well, that's what I want the dog for. I want to do IGP, um, which is a protection sport. And Uh so I just couldn't. And I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. What if I end up with another rescue dog that has hip dysplasia? Like Nova has elbow dysplasia. She's amazing, Uh but she has mental disorders and the elbow dysplasia. So she's very limited in what she can do. I'm like, maybe, you know, screw it. Like I have a very specific goal for this dog. Let me look up breeders and let me see. So I did a ton of research and I just clicked. I reached out to so many and I just clicked with this one breeder and he, by some magical way, had one puppy. Usually you're on waiting lists Mm -hmm. for a while. Um, But a lot of them, you know, they will have waiting lists, but a lot of them, even if someone is on a waiting list, they won't sell the puppy if it's not a good fit. So he had several deposits, but out of that litter, two were more pet homes and then two were working or sport homes. So one of those was mine. (laughs) So the people that wanted, that had deposits in, they were more pet active, you know, active. Right, right, right. So he was like, no, this dog is too much. So breeders will do that as well. So I ended up buying him. And this is my first animal I've ever really paid for. Um, my first well-bred animal. And it's just like night and day. However, would I have bought him if I just wanted a hiking buddy? No, like absolutely not. There's a million of them that I could get. Now, what is it you're doing? Because I've seen you online. You're doing now with, um, because I saw the dog won an award. I was looking. It was so cute. Um, And you had a very proud mommy moment there. Well, so honestly, I've been forcing the two German Shepherds, the adults, I call them, to do like dog sports with me. Uh Um, But we mostly do like AKC. And it's not really forced. They like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, they're meant, like you said, the breed is meant they're working they're enjoying that and then you're it's it's yeah like it, it's I see that it's it's good for them you know they feel no, it home. is so you know I had I was that was our first trial ever and um they did great Nova bless her she's just a neurotic mess with obsessive compulsive disorder she made it though but um Nitro my male he's like very obedient he loves listening to me So, yeah, so we were doing that. And then I'm just kind of killing time. Nova hates obedience. She just wants to like herd sheep and do bite work. And but she's limited again because of her elbow. Right. And um, so she's just my fun dog. She does everything. I mean, she's just bomb proof. Like I take her on a kayak. She can be around kids. She can do whatever. Uh So but I, you know, I just wanted some fun trialing experience like it's fun for me to train them they're far from perfect but I'm killing time because the puppy's still a puppy so I'm very limited on how much I can do with him right so yeah so but we had a great weekend I mean it was amazing I loved it that's good that's real good that you find um it's good that you know the business we're in we need something else other to do than just do their work so it's just great especially when it's animals animals are great because 
you know, it's just a wonderful hobby and especially what you're doing with them. You're doing a great, so you have a total of three, right? Three now? Three dogs. Yeah. So two German Shepherd and the third one is? A Belgian Malinois. A Belgian, how do you say the last? Malinois. Malinois. And this is sort of like a shepherd's breed or how did you discover this breed? Um, So they're actually really popular now. Unfortunately, they are popular because they're not um, a great breed for even a lot of experienced uh, Mm -hmm. dogs. Handlers and owners have problems with them. Um, they're a Belgian Shepherd. They're um, mostly now being used in the military and law enforcement. Um, more than German Shepherds, they're a little bit smaller. Uh, they live longer. They tend to be healthier. Um, oh, because so, the German yeah, you, Shepherds have the hip issues. Well, so if they're well bred, again, okay, the odds are very low of them having hip issues. You know, oh, if they're well bred. Yeah, because you have generations and generations of x-rays and health testing. So everything is DNA, blood work, x-rays. So it's like if mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, great grandma, like all those generations, they're all clear on the x-rays. There's you're probably not going to have hip dysplasia. So they're just but mouse just in general, they're they're more drivey. They have a lot more energy. They can handle heat better. Um, you mm-hmm. know, German shepherds don't do good in the heat. So they're very popular now. Um, there was in um, Dog, the movie with Channing Tatum. Um, I don't know if you saw that. John Oh, Wick. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now, yeah. Yeah. Like your so dog. that's yeah. a Belgian Malinois. Yep. So um, I, I'm a shepherd girl. I love German shepherds. But everybody I'm around with the bite sports and all that, a lot of people have mouths. And my mentor has breeds and trains Malinois. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can do this. Like, I like crazy dogs. Um, give myself a break from the German Shepherds. <laughs> Let's get a Malinois. And I mean, obviously, I know I can handle this. This is what I do. Like, I'm, I do dogs. So yeah. it's not like it was going to be a problem for me to do it. Um, so, yeah, he's amazing. He's five months old. Incredible. So wow. he's nuts. Now, do you have any plans in the future of working more with animals? Because you are really, really talented in that department. Like you really, you're good. Like like I've learned a lot from you. What is your plans in the future for the animals? Or what do you have? Like I've even told you, you need to do a YouTube channel or something to push this. Because yeah, when it comes to training animals and, and animal advocacy, you are there. 100%. Yeah, I've um. So my goal right now with Nero, my puppy, is to do IGP at a high level. IGP is um, the sport is Schutzhund. It's basically it was started, you know, a long time ago in Germany to determine whether German Shepherds are fit for breeding, right? Because the okay. whole point of them being bred was for work, right? It wasn't for looks. Uh-huh. So there's the three um aspects to IGP tracking where they track footprints um oh wow yeah and then there's articles along the track and they have to lay down when they find a disturbance in the ground so tracking obedience um which is a a specific routine it involves healing um like a like say you're healing and then they, they lay down as you keep running or walking um they have to retrieve things um, walk through a group of people. Another part of the obedience is holding along down while another dog is working and running by them. So they're not allowed to get up. Um, so that shows a lot of self-control and a lot of 
teamwork with the handler, whereas right. tracking is more independent, right? I mean, you're still working together, but the dog has to go out when they're trialing 33 feet out in front of you and work on their own mostly and learn how to problem solve. Um, and then the third phase is protection. So it's a routine and it's um, different parts of it. They have to know when to attack and when not to, they have to release the sleeve when you tell them to. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like they have to go find the bad guy in like a blind, it's called like a little mini tent. Um, so then they bark and then the handler comes. It's, it's really awesome. It's, um, God, so you've got your own little pack of security. Like, yeah, right. So, you know, so that's, that's my goal with him. Um, it's, it's actually a huge deal. It's a huge, it's a very popular sport. Um, so my goal with him is honestly, uh, people keep telling me I can't do it, but I know I can, um, is to keep compete internationally. Um, so that's, that's what I'm working towards. Uh, my adults, they're just going to have a good time because they're honestly like Nova's a nightmare to work with as far as obedience goes. <laughs> she hates it. Yeah. Um, Nitro, he's more pet-like anyway. He's going to do fun stuff. Like, he likes obedience. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would love to. I, I That's definitely the goal one day is to train trainers, train people, um, and have webinars and videos and workshops. Um, just because I definitely have in the dog world, and from those few people that do know me, I have a completely different approach than a lot of people. I don't use a lot of food in training. Um mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a completely different approach. And um, I would love to share that with more people. However, I am a one woman show. Yeah. Oh, so I, know. You know, I know. You I know, know, I mean, you have to, if I'm committing everything I have to that, I mean, this is several hours a day of working that puppy, right. just the puppy. Do I have time to sit here and create good quality content and post it on YouTube or Patreon or whatever it is. Right. 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 I can do it here and there, but it's tough. But I mean, that is the goal one day, but I feel like I have a lot to accomplish because I don't want to just be like, I know everything when I don't, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people will tell me like, Hey, you know, a lot more about dogs and training than most people, not just dogs, but animals in general. But the way I am, I'm such a perfectionist is I'm like, I want to have hundreds of dogs under my belt before I can say like, okay, I know what I'm doing. And I feel like I can educate others. Right. No, I totally get it. But you're there. You're there. (laughs) Like you're there. I mean, I'm capable of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of a career. I mean, I, I, We'll see how it goes. 2023 right. just no, started. Everybody so. in the business that in the adult entertainment business, we all, you know, there's a part of us that we've done everything. We've been in sex work and then we just want to do other stuff and we want to follow our passions. And you have really found your passion, which I really applaud it. And absolutely. Oh, somebody wants to come by mango. You want to come by and say hi. You know? Let me see mango. Look oh, at let me see if I can. There he's going to oh. sit. <laughs> Hey, there handsome. he goes. He's sitting right behind me now, oh, um, so right cute. in the back. But um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I greatly appreciate it. this. Was a great episode. It was an episode I was really looking forward to. Um, please let everybody know where they can find you, and um, you know, and if anybody has any doggy questions, if you're willing to share uh, your other IG, you know, let us know too. You know, I know sometimes it's personal, but. No. So my, um, 
ninaklive.com has all my links for all the the, the fun stuff and then mm-hmm. my instagram the npack so it's like then pack but the npack that is like for my dogs that and i've been like way more active on there cuz that's what i've been doing lately you know yeah. um so yeah you can reach me through there um i have awesome discount codes on there i work with some companies um these are i have dog crates food um, I'm really into raw feeding as well. So if anybody has any questions about that, oh, I should have went into that raw feeding because I've seen that so much. Yeah, I mean, we can. Do you <laughs> what questions do you have? Oh, should I'll have to ask you another time. I've just seen stuff, but then I've been like questioned because I've seen some people put an egg or like a quail's egg in there because yeah. they say it's good for the dog. It is. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we can, I can come back on whenever I can be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me. I'll have yeah. you on again. So hey, guys, please go follow Nina and I'm her dog. Thank you so much for being on. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you.